Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 601. The single most valuable skill your kids and you need today. Pay attention to this one. Hi and welcome to the show. I am really excited about this podcast episode. I mentioned it in the group coaching program that I am running this year and I had some really great feedback on it and the people in the the parents in the class were commenting to me just how much of a light bulb went off when I discussed this really important topic. And I know in on my show and in these episodes, I've said the most valuable parenting skill, the single most important thing. And I keep saying the most important thing, but honestly, this is something nobody in this digital age can afford to be oblivious to, to not fully understand. And so I'm really looking forward to bringing this to your attention. So what is the single most valuable skill that your kids need today and you need today? I believe every man, woman and child needs it, but especially this generation of kids. And I said pay attention to this one because I've said the word a couple of times already. The skill the commodity, whatever you wish to call it, is your attention. And I googled attention just to see what came up. And in one article by OSG, whoever they are, I'm not too sure they are, and it was an economics 101 attention as a commodity. It says in this new era, attention, which used to be a given, has become one of the scarcest commodities in business. Why? To put it simply, there just isn't enough attention to go around. Now, this is in the business capacity, but I think we can apply this right to our parenting as well and to our kids. And looking at the ability to prioritize attention as a skill that cannot be overlooked in helping this generation be able to function, be able to actually do what they need to do, to be able to find purpose. I heard Dr. Shafali talking on on a video just this morning and she gets asked a question regularly is, how do I help my kids find purpose? How do I find purpose? And she defines it as being present because you will never feel you have a purpose if you are not present to the now, being present, being mindful, being open to the situation as it unfolds. 
that will give you purpose. Because if you're not in that moment, and I, you might think I've, I've wandered here off the path. I haven't. If you're not in the moment, you are not paying attention to the moment. If you're lost in thought, thinking about the future, worried about something that happened last week, you're not paying attention to the now, which is presence, which also equals purpose. You can't find your purpose in the future. It's, an, it's a now or never thing. So people who feel they don't have purpose are probably highly distracted. They're not in the moment. They're unable to be mindful. In other words, their attention has been hijacked from this moment. And with such fierce competition vying for every second of available attention today, what are we to do? What can these kids do? How can we help them? How can we help them prioritize attention? How can we help them know when their attention is not where it needs to be? You can hear in my voice, I'm really passionate about this, really passionate about it. I've noticed it in myself that each month that creeps up on me, I'm less attentive because I'm more distracted by my freaking phone. I hate it and I have to really pay attention. You need this like metacognition of attention, meta-attention, to be aware of your own attention. Where is it? Where does it go? What happens to it? And what happens to you in the present moment when your attention is not in on the moment? I know what happens to me. I, it, it can cause worry, anxiety. It can cause uh, you know us to compare. It can cause us to not feel good enough. It can cause us to catastrophize if we go out in the future. And also it can cause us to sort of regret, maybe regret what we did last week. So all sorts of things can happen when we don't pay attention to where our attention is. And we have to be able to master the art of being present, knowing where our focus of attention is. And parents ask me all the time, how can I help my kid do their homework? They, won't, they, they don't get their homework done. They're not getting assignments done. And I ask them, why is this? What is it that's distracting them and preventing them from being able to complete a task? And nine times out of 10, I'm going to say 99 times out of 100, it's their phones. They're constantly distracted by the notifications, the bright lights, the fast pace, the, the ability to see so much, to hear so much, to be liked, to check their status, to wrap their identity up in perfection. There's so many things that they get caught up in that distracts them from paying attention to anything other than their phones. We're constantly distracted and this plays right into what all these app designers actually want. They want our undivided attention. So what do they do? They design these shiny, shiny apps and platforms that hook us in 
and make it impossible for us to say no to. And in doing that, we can't prioritize our attention because our attention is going to the shiny object. It's way more exciting for a child. It's more addictive. It's pervasive. It's prolific. They think that they're connecting with their friends. They think that it, it's a, a social thing. But we know deep down the feelings of anxiety, loneliness, not good enough, lack of worth, low self-esteem, worry is all stemming from their phones, from the, the platforms that they're spending too much time in, platforms that are causing them to compare themselves to perfection, chasing the illusion of perfection, establishing their identity according to how popular they are, being measured by how many friends do you have, how many likes do you have, how many um, threads do you have. It's just crazy for our kids and it is robbing them of the capacity to tolerate solitude. It's ro robbing all of us of the capacity to tolerate solitude. How many of you actually sit with nothing in front of you? No phone, no TV, no podcast playing, no book, no nothing. And just take the time to sit in solitude, stare out a window, look at a tree. How many of you walk and listen to nature and the crunch of your foot on the gravel or whatever it is you're walking on? We are so consumed with doing, 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 listening to things, watching things. While we cook, we're listening to podcasts. While we walk, we're listening to podcasts. While we are having our lunch, we're watching shows, we're scrolling through Instagram, we're looking at TikTok, we're watching the endless feed of videos, YouTube, TikTok, whatever it might be. We have to be entertained. We've lost this capacity to not be entertained, to sit and, dare I say, be curious and spark our creativity and just be. We're doing, 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 and we're human beings. We need to become more comfortable with being, with being. And we've been robbed of that, I believe. I think this digital age has robbed society of this incredibly important role of solitude and silence and being able to sit and reflect and ponder. And our kids absolutely are suffering from this. They can't just be. They really struggle with tolerating frustration, with delaying gratification. They want it now. And in this instant world, they can get it now. And I have looked at, you know, my kids, other kids, I've listened to parents, and I'm, I'm more concerned with what's lost as a result of this. How does this play out in their lives? And, you know, they, they want things immediately. They can't wait for them. It makes them old before their time. The 13-year-olds are acting like 18-year-olds. And therefore, when teachers maybe say, you need to do this and that, they go, no, you can't make me. They're, they're, they're behaving as if they're adults. And, and, you know, no one can make you do something. But as a child, there are certain things you have to do. You have to toe the line. You have to listen to a teacher. You have to do maybe things you don't like doing. You might have to hand over your phone in the class. I hear these unbelievable stories about kids 
who flat out refuse to quote unquote comply. And I mean that in the best way. They're just not prepared to toe the line. And they come up with all sorts of things like, you can't make me. If you, if you do that, I'll report you. It's abuse. You're, you're, you're stepping over the line. It's getting to the point where I think it's out of hand. So how else does this play out? It plays out in their, um, their need to be intimate with another person before perhaps they're ready to. You know, with this instant world, you know, in a heartbeat, they can get information. They can see photographs. They can speak to people, see people, connect with people. This plays out in sex as well. They want it all now. And they're, they're doing it all now. They can't wait. They're not prepared to just sit in a relationship for a bit and, and not dive into things too soon. They've lost this capacity and I think it's really, really serious. And parents often reach out to me and they ask me, you know, my child's not motivated. They procrastinate. And I think this all feeds into this inability to prioritize their attention because their attention has been hijacked. And many adults' attention is hijacked. We're unable to just be and sit in a moment without being entertained. So back to this motivation thing, what do we need in order to be motivated? Well, we need sustained attention. We need to be able to pay attention to something to to actually become motivated with it. And this is a big deal. And maybe why so many kids seem unmotivated, because they can't sit in something long enough and pay attention to it and start beginning to be juiced up about it, to become motivated. And we need persistence. We need focus. We need to be able to initiate the action, take the action and initiate it. It's very hard when we're distracted. And all of our executive functioning skills depend on the ability to pay attention. We need to organize. We need to be able to control our impulses and inhibit the desire to go and do other things when we need to be paying attention to something else. We need to be able to plan. We need attention to plan, attention to prioritize, attention to organize, attention to inhibit, attention for motivation. It is huge. And we also know the research is showing us that it takes 15 minutes to refocus on something if we our attention has been hijacked by something else. So if our kids are doing their homework and they're into it and they just stop to check their phone and maybe change the tune on Spotify and just check their Snapchat chat threads, it takes them 15 minutes to get back to the levels of concentration pre-interruption, pre their inability to prioritize their attention to the original act versus something else superfluous to the requirement or the moment. So I also just want to take a minute. I'm going to come back to giving you some solutions to this as to what you can do. But I want to just take a minute to tell you about a couple of things that I am doing. Many of you who have been um, supporting me and the podcast for years know that I sometimes do podcast book club series. 
And I've done this on multiple books in the past where I take a book and I, I chat about the book on the show. And I thought it would be a great idea to talk about a new book that I've come across by Brad Marshall, who's known as The Unplugged Psychologist. He's from Australia. And the book is called The Tech Diet for Your Child and Teen. It's a seven-step plan to unplug and reclaim your kid's childhood and save your family's sanity. How does that sound for the summer? I thought it would be a really good thing to do over the summer so that all of you listeners can actually have a plan to put into place for going back to school in August or September, whenever it is you are, the kids will be going back into school. We can take the summer holidays to read and digest this book, to give you lots of ideas for how you might be able to come up with a plan and a tech diet that's really going to help you and your kids. And it's relative to attention, because if you think about it, the thing that vies for our attention most, I think, is our phones. So we need to be able to come up with a plan, develop a diet, a media diet, so that we can prioritize our attention. So starting next week, on Tuesday, the 28th of June, and for eight weeks after that, I'm going to be dedicating the next eight episodes to this book, The Tech Diet. I am then going to interview the author. I've spoken to Brad Marshall. He's on board. He's really happy I'm discussing this. And I hope that many of you listeners will go ahead and buy his book. It's a really easy to read book. Trust me when I say this. It's not paragraph after paragraph of dense text. It's laid out in a way that's very easy on the eye. It'll be very easy to read. And if you get it, you can work with me on it because I will be reading from it and talking about it. I'll be adding my own bits in, but it's a really great read. So I hope you'll join me for that. The other thing I want to make sure you know about is my Parenting in the Thick of It Family Organizer. It is a calendar that has 12 theme pages and 12 month pages. It's evergreen. So if you start the calendar today, you can use the calendar for 365 days from today until a year ago yesterday. You don't have to start it in January. It's a really cool product that I've developed and I publish and sell to help parents manage their their lives and the family, the activities. And you can put it in a the common place and you can color code your kids' activities. So if you have three kids, designate them a color each so that when they look at the calendar and Fred knows he's orange and he sees everything orange on the calendar, he knows it's for him. There's plenty of space to write in each box. It's uncluttered. And there's a parenting theme per month. And the theme for August is technology. The reason I did this is because come August... Parents are pulling their hair out because their kids are lounging and lizarding all over the home on their phones and not doing much else. And it drives us insane. So the technology tips are for all throughout the years, but but really come into play in August. 
And I want to get you ahead of that and prepare yourself in July as well with me doing the tech diet. So if I want to, if we want to get off our phones, then let's use a, a, a paper calendar for a year and see if that gets you out of iCal for a bit. Let's try it. So I'll put the link for the product. I think it's retailing at $15.95. I don't sell it personally. It's held by a printing company and it's print on demand. So when you order it, they print it and send it to you. I love it. Of course, I love it. It's beautifully designed. The theme pages are super cool. Tons of tips, a letter from me, coaching corner, all sorts of really valuable information for you to help you navigate life in the thick of it. Anyway, hop over onto the website, parentinginthethickofit.com, and you'll be able to order your calendar. And also to get ahead, order yourself a copy of The Tech Diet by Brad, Brad Marshall. I will put the links for amazon.com, amazon.ca and amazon.au for the Australians that are tuning into the podcast. And you can get yourself set up for a really cool eight weeks with me on the podcast. Okay, back to the solutions because I know you've been waiting for these. So what can we do in order to try and prioritize our attention to the present moment, not on our phones? Well, I think the first thing we can do is turn off notifications. We really don't need to be notified every time someone likes a Facebook post or comments on a post that we've commented on or Instagram or TikTok. Do you really need to have the, the notifications on? Text, maybe. I hear you. But even that. The other thing is move the apps that you know are a draw, as in you just can't help but glance at your phone to the home screen and see if A, there's a notification or you see the Instagram app and go, oh, I'll just check it. Move it off your home screen so you don't see the apps that pull you and lure you every time you look at the phone. Do you know that the average person looks at their phone over, I think it's 135 times a day or something ridiculous. So at least if you're seeing your home screen, you're not seeing TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, might be the weather channel, whatever it is that you are drawn to, move it off the home screen. I recommend you do all this for your kids as well if you let, if they let you. You're not saying take it off, delete it. You're saying move it away from the home screen and turn the no notifications off. Delete as many apps as you can that you're not using. Because really, if you're not using them, why are they there? They're just cluttering your life. And let's do a digital cleanup. You don't need all these apps on your phone. So get rid of the ones you don't use. And say to yourself, okay, while I eat, or while I wait in the, in the doctor's office or the dentist office, or while I sit in the car waiting for the kids after school, I'm going to take a book or a magazine or take nothing and sit and look out the window, get lost in thought or read a book versus scrolling aimlessly through a program that is designed to hijack your attention. See if you can do one thing less without your phone each day. You might be able to go for a walk without your phone. Or without a podcast, you might want to take your phone just in case you need to be contacted. But don't tune into the podcast. It might be having breakfast or lunch. Put your phone away. Put it in another room while you have your lunch. 
See how it feels. Get used to being in solitude, in silence and pondering and reflecting. Add in a hobby to your life that you haven't done for a while that you enjoy. It might be reading. It might be playing solitaire with a pack of cards, not on your iPad. It might be doing more walking. It might be painting, pottery, whatever it might be. Add something real time into your life that you love doing that will take up more time, that you can dedicate this time you used to spend scrolling idly on your phones through all the crap we scroll through. Put that time and attention to something really worthwhile in the real world. Pay attention to that. And again, while you're doing other things, try and not do them with a phone. Try and cook a meal without a podcast playing. Or try and sit having lunch without listening to or watching a video or the TV. Don't have the TV on all day. When you have the TV on, sit and watch it, but don't have it as background noise. I'm just giving you ideas here to try and declutter digitally, to give yourself more space, more silence, more solitude. See how you get on and see if you can maybe get your kids to buy into a little bit of that. I wouldn't go as far as saying you got to get off your phone, put it away, spend less time on it. Try and do it this way. And if you show them that you are doing it too, they are more likely to see you role model the very digital behavior that you want to shape for them. It's a really important thing. They see you sleeping with your phone, they're going to want to sleep with their phones. They see you on Instagram while you're waiting in the car, they're going to be on Instagram the minute they get on in the car. If they see you checking the weather while you're eating breakfast, they're going to check something while they eat breakfast. So really pay attention to yourself and where your attention is and see if you can prioritize your attention just a little bit more. Become aware of your attention. Where is it? And if you can actually take a couple of minutes each day to put your attention on your breath and close your eyes, and focus on your breath and experience the stillness and solitude of being on your breath. This is the ultimate juice that we need to be in the now and be present. This will help you find your purpose. This will help your kids find their purpose. You're not going to find it in something if you're not paying attention to what you're doing. Purpose has to come back to presence then you'll feel you have a purpose because you've been in the moment. Anyway, I don't want to repeat things, but remember to become more aware of your attention. Notice it. Where is it? Where does it go repeatedly? Where do you actually want it versus where is it? Seek it out. Sniff it out. And enjoy putting your attention on the now in this moment, and even more on your breath every now and again. It will ground you, calm you, bring you more peace, bring you more joy, bring you more gratitude. All these things start happening when you're actually in the flow in the present moment and you're paying attention to that versus all the other shit that is vying for our attention today in this digital world. Remember to tune in and subscribe to the podcast so you get notified when the next nine episodes drop. 
around how you are going to manage your kids' tech diets and manage your own tech diets. I'm really excited about going through this book. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going to be reading it as I record the shows. I'm super excited and I'm really looking forward to speaking to Brad Marshall about it in week nine. So share this with your friends, share it with family, sign up and subscribe. And if you really feel so inclined, hop over and leave a review, rate and review my show on iTunes. It helps this podcast be noticed by more people. And also, if you want to try your hand at a real-time paper calendar, hop over into parentinginthethickofit.com and order yourself a paper calendar slash family organizer slash parenting tips slash parenting book slash awesome combination of features in the organizer that I designed. Thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure to sit here and chat with you and know that I am supporting you and helping you in your lives in the thick of it with your kids. So till next time, thanks again and bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.